the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to Marinade Moments. I'm your host, Jason Earl, and this is the show where I tell stories from a life well attended. I've been fortunate to take in a ton of cool events in my life, and this is the space where we bond over the beauty of live music. On this episode, I'm going to tell the story of seeing and meeting Steve Earl at the Plaza Live in Orlando, Florida on September 7th, 2017. Your hero sits alone in a sparse dressing room backstage. His boots rest in a corner, white socks still on his feet, the kind of grandpa wears in an armchair to keep his feet warm while he watches football. He's sucking down a milkshake, steak and shake wrapper cast aside on the couch against the wall. He attacks the treat like a rescued wild animal enjoying its first meal in days. He's seated at a table, not lounging, his body fully engaged. You've waited over 20 years to meet this man whose art opened creative portals in your mind. His work helped you fall in and out of love with a woman and a city and the idea that we are all redeemable, a person who taught you that giving up on anyone is pure folly. There he is, the person who introduced you to rock and roll, who bridged the gap between Waylon Jennings and Nirvana, who helped you bond with your father over bluegrass music in his socks, drinking a milkshake. You haven't given yourself a pep talk because what good would that do? It would psych you out, make you prone to choke. This is no time to overthink. Just do it. Walk up to someone whose work you have digested for 20 years and act. You'd be forgiven for expecting your hero to come with more than a hint of arrogance, especially since said hero was on the wire, came up a disciple of Towns Van Zandt, and has Willie Nelson on speed dial. Any expectations of congeniality are best tempered in such a setting. Plus... Your hero just finished playing an incredible set in one of your favorite venues. How can you expect him to be human in such a moment? No one in attendance would have begrudged him for canceling the show before it began. The largest hurricane in history is set for landfall just a few hours from now. And this spot is directly in its path. He seems happier or at least more content than the other times you've seen him. One of those times was when he fell in love with his most recent ex-wife, the talented songwriter Allison Moore. Another came immediately following their split. There was a turbulence around his emotions at those times, a soul seemingly in flux. This feels different. Not static, but settled. Steve Earle's swagger has never left. He enters a stage almost stumbling with the weight of his creative energy. He earnestly told the story of his niece, Emily Earl and Moore, working on a song but struggling to finish it. The way he spins it pays compliment to the other two, but Earl can't help coming across as the star of the tale. News from Colorado elicits gasps. It's a gorgeous song, and Earl performs it with resignation of the narrator's place in life. His voice fills the room untroubled by excesses of the past and 62 years on this planet. He and his band, the Dukes, played new stuff to start the set. So You Want to Be an Outlaw is a throwback to his Guitar Town debut days when he was all confidence and spit. 
Since then, he's done so much creating. He's a playwright, actor, novelist. He made a blues record and a bluegrass record. He's been writing a literary memoir. Returning to his musical roots might easily be a misstep, an admission that he didn't have much left in the tank. Instead, So You Want to Be an Outlaw is a triumph. Not a return to form, but a reorganizing of the molecules that kicked off this journey and your love affair with it. You'd be forgiven for being anxious with a record storm breathing down your neck. Instead, you let go with little regard for the impending unknown. Steve Earle has a responsibility to do his job that he takes very seriously. He plays the new stuff, but also the crowd pleasers like Copperhead Road and Galway Girl. His band's up there for over two hours. There are stories to be told, but he mostly allows them to be conveyed through the songs. Backstage after the set that saw more than a handful of standing ovations, he is very willing to talk. He physically bows deeply and graciously upon meeting Earl only has a few minutes because he's going to sign autographs to the hordes of people waiting by the merch table, and he seems to wish he had more. Your hero is shorter than you imagined. His influence on you has been larger than life. You tell him how much his music meant to you and how you got into him in the first place. It was one track on a Leonard Skinner tribute record. The record was full of country stars of the day, radio-friendly types, and then there was this guy with an earring and a mischievous look in his eye. They called him a rebel in the liner notes. His take on What's Your Name felt dangerous. Telling him this in a few seconds would be tougher if he was not so engaged. You mentioned your small town was very conservative, and diving into his music helped you see a larger worldview. He asks about that small town, Ocala, you say. He knows it. In fact, he used to stop at the Don Garlitz Museum of Drag Racing when he was driving back and forth between Nashville and Miami. A woman was the inspiration for regular trips down the Sunshine State. Women are the inspiration for many of his tales, and you can relate in a major way. Standing there with your hero, you start to feel like you have more in common than not. Your lives have turned out wildly different, but there is a connection. It could just be his ability to engage, to speak to people through his art, but perhaps you are kindred spirits in another way. Cuba somehow comes up. The woman. It was because of the woman. He has a nuanced view on Cuba, uh, but he's only able to gloss over him due to time. And you make a comment about how sad your experience in Cuba was. You were there for four days and saw such destitution and uh, what felt like a lack of hope. He takes a long drag of his milkshake before responding. And he reminds you that the blame for the conditions in that country should not entirely rest at the feet of the deceased dictator. You know you will be outclassed in this conversation, but mutter a few words of assent anyway. His tour manager makes it clear that he has to go. Fans wait to get his autograph next to the merch table. Steve Earle apologizes for how, quote, crazy things have been tonight. You can't believe you've had five, or was it 15, minutes with Steve Earle. No apology is necessary. Your heroes do not always turn out to be assholes. In fact, they can be gracious and engaging. They can surpass any hopes you may have had. And Steve Earle is that hero, an immense talent who wowed a storm-weary Florida crowd before sitting down to talk with not just this writer, but a long line of folks who didn't have special access. True to the themes of his art, Steve Earle is a champion.
If you enjoyed this Marinade moment, make sure you subscribe to the Marinade on your podcast app and follow us on social media. Check out our feature episodes of the Marinade with Jason Earl on the same feed where we have creative guests on and dive deep about their creative process and their lives. Consider joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can gain access to Patreon-exclusive content like our show Jason's Journey and what we're getting down on for just $2 a month. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.